And now, the voice of truth. News, interviews, political commentary, current issues that affect Christians today. The Voice of Truth is your Washington, D.C. connection from a Christian perspective featuring host Shannon Sculpin. Psalm 144, verse 1 says, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. That is the verse that Sandy Robison from Robison Tactical lives by. Robison Tactical is a self-defense training company located in Las Vegas, Nevada. They provide church leaders with CCW and other self-defense skills necessary to protect their congregations. Robison Tactical can be found online at fffactical.com. fffactical.com. Hi, and welcome to Voice of Truth. I'm your host, Shannon Skolton, and today we're going to be talking a lot about privilege and preparation. What is privilege and preparation? Well, folks, I'm not talking white privilege. That's definitely not what I'm talking about, and I'm not talking about the underprivileged in in regards to economics and class. We're talking about our spiritual privilege as believers, and what does that mean for us to be in an age and a time such as this And what is that calling? What does that look like for you individually and me, as well as corporately as the body of Christ? And what do we need to do in preparation for the things to come? If you listen to the live stream, you know that over the last few weeks, I have been hitting hard everything in the headlines prophetically, from the economy to food shortages to supply chain issues to Russia and the Ukraine, as well as Israel, and even our own administration as we see ourselves decoupling in a way, through civil issues from the entire rest of the world. We are not fit to be part of the new world order. We cannot lead the way anymore, uh, and the world knows it. So what does this mean? We've gone through it in detail, but today I have an amazing guest, someone who has been on my program before, and of course, you know the name, Pastor Brandon Holthouse. He's been on Olive Tree Ministries, Jan Markell's program Uh, understanding the times. He does prophecy conferences with many that we all love and listen to, Pastor Tom Hughes, among others. And today he's on Voice of Truth, so we can dissect privilege and preparation. Pastor, thank you for being on the program. Hey, thanks, Shannon, for having me. Appreciate you and all the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to have you on. Uh, I could be a little irritating to prophecy pastors because I always want them on the program, but there's so much happening as we discussed prior to the show. It's almost impossible to keep up with how things are redlining. The tachometer is all the way at 7,000 RPMs, uh, and we're doing our best to be harbingers to the lost as well to the, as well to the asleep church. Uh, so why don't you give everybody a little uh, information about you and your church prior to going into the program? Sure. Uh, we're located in Bakersfield, California, and we're kind of what we call a remnant church. We've uh, broken away from all the craziness of denominational uh, issues of apostasy, and so we're kind of an independent church now. And what we try to do is teach the whole counsel of God, which a lot of churches are not doing. They're they're cherry-picking the things they want to teach. And primarily, um, we want to make sure we emphasize uh, one-third of the Bible, which deals with prophecy, which 98% of the pulpits uh, that were surveyed uh, are not teaching prophecy at all. So only about 2% nationwide are teaching prophecy. So one of the, the, the key aspects of us is that we're going to talk about the current events. We're going to talk about the prophetic implications of all of uh, the things that are happening. Um, so 
we have this remnant group that is with us. We're expanding. Our online has has expanded, and um, and the Lord keeps bringing remnant believers who are tired of what's going on in their churches. Their pastors are woke. Their pastors won't preach prophecy. They don't even talk about current events. And so we have a lot of online people watching that uh, and getting fed through it. So um, it's been a neat thing to watch the Lord do. It's a new movement of his. And uh, we're hanging on for dear life, but we're we're trying to feed the remnant and, and the truth seekers out there. There are many truth seekers, and that is such a wonderful thing to see, especially as a younger woman coming into ministry uh, and have been in ministry for a while, but to see the younger generation who really wants authenticity, so they say, and they're seeking for truth, to be able to find churches that are going to provide the truth and not to be weird, but the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, as we right. know, right? That Jesus Jesus Christ is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Truth is not relative, despite what many people think, uh, and they need us to be set apart and not to be them. And that is the issue with the apostate church is we have become the outside world to cater to their needs, desires, lusts of the flesh and the pride of their lives. And it has separated us and set us apart. Uh, and so we need to be a remnant in times like today. Listen, I can't even keep up with all of the things that are happening, uh, prophetically and we're going to go into that in a moment but let's talk about our privilege let's set the foundation sure. for this program because yes there's things we're going to talk about ladies and gentlemen that are maybe going to cause you to have an invocation of negative emotions you're not going to really like it it might be fearful to you you might not understand it uh, but there is hope in our times there is the glory in jesus christ and we're going to understand why we are privileged today to be a part of this. So why don't we get into that? Why are sure. believers, how do you encourage your congregation and believers to understand their privilege in such a time as this? Well, what I tell them, first of all, is these ancient prophecies that deal with the tribulation, the rapture, you know, second coming, the kingdom, um, we're starting to see the table set for these prophecies to come true in our lifetimes. And so that's where the privilege comes from in the fact that the ancient prophets of the Bible made these predictions, uh, think about like Ezekiel 2,500 years ago about Gog of Magog. And here we are today watching the alignment of Gog of Magog get That's lined right. up with Russia. Um, and also think about the privilege of seeing Israel back in the land uh, since 1948. That was predicted by the prophets. And now we're seeing <laughs> the system that's going to be set up for the tribulation uh, of the digital currency. And we're seeing the new world order form right in front of our very eyes. They have stated it. They're doing it. The infrastructure's in place. And um, everything the Bible predicted is coming true. We're seeing the forming of the whore of Babylon and uh, her 180ism, as I call it. Basically, her morals are are 180 from God's basically. And we're mm. seeing that through wokeism. We're seeing that through apostasy. And so all these things, we, we call it a convergence uh, is happening of every piece of the puzzle from prophecy. It's getting set up. And that's where the privilege comes from. But here's the thing. With that privilege of seeing these things comes great responsibility. That's right. And that's where we have to be the watchers on the wall, the salt and light. We have to be warning people. We have to be uh, witnessing. So it, it it brings a big responsibility to those who see it. But um, I remember what John Walver told us one time. And yeah, I had him in a uh, intensive at Liberty. They brought him over to Liberty to teach. And he was teaching eschatology 
to us. And he says, look, guys, the generation that lives closest to these things happening will understand it the best. Mm. And he was right. Think about what we understand now. We yep. now understand how one man could control the world mm-hmm. through AI and through, you know, the, the technocratic system that's being set up. We totally get it. How all the peoples of the world will be able to see the Antichrist kill the two witnesses and them resurrect in three days. It says all the world will see them. Well, we know now with TV coverage and YouTube and uh, social media platforms, everybody in the world could see that. So uh, that's what the where the privilege comes from, I think. Yeah. You know, also things in the Bible are making a lot more sense to believers. I was yeah. talking to somebody the other day and we were discussing the entire, what I call the Green New Gospel, uh, how they are making Mother Earth uh, essentially be worshiped, right? And we are worshiping earth. It's, it's idol worship, it's earth worship, and they're doing it under the guise of climate control, uh, and protecting the earth and being stewards. You know, that's a big word. We need to steward. steward. And even pastors are playing into that nonsense, right? Uh, you know, we were, we were here to steward the earth and the animals of the earth, and we need to do our part. It started way in the eighties, maybe before that with the psychological programming that took place in schools, my generation of recycling and save the whales and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And there was a foundation that was sent there, but we see this green new gospel and we see this earth worship and we see them attempting to get us on a grid, which is essentially what it is. They say it's to protect the earth and the ozone to come off of fossil fuels. Um, but this is yep. the elitist agenda, the new world order agenda, which where's my, my tinfoil hat. I should put it on because <laughs> I remember being rebuked by pastors like 15 years ago and thought I was completely nuts. And it's being said on TV now, yep. world economic forum and the world government summits, these people from CNN and Klaus Schwab and Noah, his little right hand man, literally stating the complete demise of civilizations and what they are going to impose upon you. It's not a conjecture or conspiracy anymore, but I digress. Uh, We'll get into that too. But (laughs) I mean, I get heated. So if I get off track, you could reel me back in. But anyway, the the green new gospel, it's worship. Well, we see now more than ever before how this new world order, this one world government, the Antichrist can control everybody that you cannot buy or sell without this mark. Why? Well, if you're plugged into a grid and you are solely dependent on that grid, electrical, they can turn you off like that. You, you, you can't travel. You have a social credit score. You know, we're not going to allow you to charge your car because this is how many kilowatt hours you've, you know, you've racked up, uh, in expenses for your home. Uh, they're monitoring or they're, or they're going to be monitoring through, uh, blockchain technology, our currency. All of these things are now so relevant. Well, here's the interesting fact. They're also pushing us not eating meat and being okay with it. And, and, and being vegetarians and vegans, and we need to live off of the land and how that's beneficial for us. Well, I remember reading as a young girl in Timothy, as I'm reading, saying, what, in the end, we're not gonna eat meat? Like it made no sense. And I'm like, whatever. And we're gonna abstain from marriage and all these things. And I'm like, now at, you know, almost 36 years old, I'm like, oh, well, there you go. I mean, it's, it's a spirit, by the way. It's a deceiving spirit. It is an actual spirit that has taken over, that has subdued the minds of these people, the wickedness which is being perpetuated 
to us in society. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it is uh, the spirit of wickedness. I, I call it the whore of Babylon and her her ways of getting the glue that needs to happen for, to unite people for this one world government, because that's going to be the problem is to unite, the uniting. Well, Satan has really realized a long time ago that through false religion, he can unite people. So that's where you get this green religion or this wokeism or critical race theory, whatever. That's just that's it's all religion of the the whore. So you you made some good points, and let me add to those things. The the green agenda is satanic. It's a, the, a green dragon that's really behind it. And because um, we all know the global warming thing is a hoax. It's it's not happening. It's as they said they had they changed the name to climate change because mm-hmm. it wasn't warming up. And so, but they have convinced enough enough people on this planet to to buy into this narrative. Now the elite, elites don't believe it but they know they have to use something like this a crisis because they talk about this of taking advantage of crises and this is a major crisis uh, according to them again it's fake but that the planet's going to die and uh, we got to do our part to save the planet and even as you say christians have bought into this this is how crazy it's become uh, i was telling i given an illustration a while back where a church had their people come up on, at an altar call and the guy had barrels of dirt in the on the front uh, altar, and he says, um, according to John three sixteen, God so loved the world, and he took it to mean not not people, but the real earth. Oh my gosh! And yeah, crazy. And he had everyone grab a handful of dirt and commit to God that they would do everything to save the planet. Okay, this is where we talk about this green dragon oh. infiltrating the church. Now, here's the interesting thing. You're totally right. That passage that Paul told Timothy about, that uh, they're going to forbid eating meat, that is happening because, as you know, they want to curtail people's meat eating uh, down to maybe a hamburger a month, if that, and that's why they're going to synthetic meat. And that passage you referred to in Timothy is a passage that, that the, that's what the church will be promoting. Oh, yeah. And so it, it shows you that eventually we're going to see churches promoting not eating meat for creation care, as they call it. Well, here's a funny thing. I said this at the last conference I was at. Um, I was reading an old book by Chuck Missler. And, I uh, love it's, Chuck Missler. Chuck's fantastic. Oh. one of the great guys. I miss him. And he wrote a book called Alien Encounters. Mm-hmm. And he wrote it a long time ago. But when I was reading it, there's a chapter in there about the narrative that these so-called aliens really are demons and fallen angels. Oh, the uh, enlightenment, you know, all yeah. that. Yeah, go ahead. And they're, they're, now catch this, their narrative was save the planet. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what they said in to these new agers who were uh, channeling them was that um, there are these dark souls on the planet that are not in vibration with Mother Earth. And Mother Earth is about ready to purge herself of humanity. But the aliens are here to help humanity survive. And so what the aliens are going to do is beam the dark ones, that's you and me. That's right. Off, off, up into the spaceships and take us to another re-education planet. And that way, Mother Earth doesn't destroy herself mm-hmm. like she did before. And all of it, all of it right there from these demons is the as a narrative of saving Mother Earth. That's right. It really is. And so when you see it in the political realm and the religious realm, it's coming from Satan and demons. It's their story. Yep. 
and and so that's what that was their um and chuck was trying to point out that was their their narrative to explain away the rapture mm-hmm. and i thought that was it's interesting it's the green narrative it is the green chuck talking about him real quick he was decades above his time you know i mean oh, yeah he from transhumanism when i went to his very first transhumanistic conference when i was very young my my father and mother you know knew him personally i was i remember just listening to him and thank god i'm just thanking the lord that that is the kind of teaching that i sat under as a young Amen. girl that that promoted me to be a Burean, yeah. right and to study the scriptures and seek for truth and you know understand the world that was going on around now he got some flack with y2k and all that kind of stuff and he made some mistakes but you know what at the end of the day uh what an amazing bible teacher some phenomenal books kingdom power glory is a really good book you know the way of agape husbands and wives should read that that's phenomenal but yes you know looking at the books that he wrote in regards to prophecy and the end times that has been something that even the the Mahadid and other religions believe in an enlightenment for a certain amount of people who are not enlightened. Uh, And that is what that is, the removal, because we are not enlightened and we need to be enlightened. And so everybody left behind are the enlightened ones, right? right. They're the intelligent ones. They're the ones who understand the climate of what's happening. They're the ones who care. I am not far from believing that, uh, you know, this narrative is even being perpetuated in government when they are doing things like these UFO disclosures and they yes. are releasing this kind of technology and information out into the public. Tucker Carlson started in 2017, and now we see that it's amping and ramping up every single year with disclosure, even to where the State Department disclosed that they have files of women getting pregnant from these beings. Mm-hmm. Total wickedness, total demonic understand what's going on it is the days of noah but it it. is it is preparation and believers need to be awake we need to wake up not be woke yes but we need (laughs) to wake up to what's happening so we can be salt and light to this decaying world that's right because you think about that you're you're back to genesis 6 right that's right with that and people um don't take genesis 6 seriously so when christ said you know days of noah they miss that element they think well people be marrying and giving in marriage yeah but it was the whole kit and caboodle that's right that that he was talking about and now we're starting to see this and genetic modifications and like you say uh these beings have impregnated people well you're that's genesis 6 that's That's exactly what they were doing and creating hybrids and now you have you know the the henchmen uh that's speaking into the ear of klaus schwab uh navari yvel navari that dude's wicked what he wants to do super evil super super i mean to the point that you know the resurrection the bible is fake news and we got to run an algorithm in people's heads so they don't he looks like a weasel a little twerp Oh man, he is wicked. <laughs> He's so and, evil. and people don't realize the wickedness of this. What they're they're wanting to hack us mm-hmm. uh, to prevent us from believing in God that that's fake news uh, to control us basically to turn us all into slaves. And like Harari says, um, the notion of free will is is a theological misunderstanding. That's right. He said Jesus is fake news. Actually, that's exactly that's right. what came out of his mouth. That's Jesus right. is he- fake news. 
fake news. And, and, and the so new religion the last... has to come out of Silicon Valley, right? He also said that. That's, yeah, he did. And so we now have this new, and basically what it is, is the horror of Babylon's religion. You know, it's anti-God. But it has the, interesting, that new religion, it has its own morals, its own uh, uh, value system. And, and like Pippa Malgren said at the, the, the World Summit there, the World Government Summit, uh, we're going to have to come up with a new uh, digital code of ethics or whatever she said. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I can guarantee you this. It's not going to be Judeo-Christian ethics. Mm -hmm. It's going to be what you guys decide is ethical. Yep. And we already know where you're coming from. So um, I, that's where people, I think, sh start realizing how uncomfortable it's going to become. Mm -hmm. And that's when I start realizing that people start checking out at that point because they cannot believe it's this evil. Yeah. And but it is. And and, and, and until people start grasping the reality of their of what they're in, they will not be able to be effective. And so if people decide to check out, they don't want to hear it, bury their head in the sand. Well, it's still going to happen. But there's this is where the responsibility comes in is like what, what you're doing and what I'm doing is sounding the alarm and how to prepare for this. Um, what can we do? Because, yeah, we can get raptured right now. Of course, we believe in the imminency of the rapture. But Here's the thing. We're only promised to be raptured prior to the tribulation. That's right. We, we could see a lot more setup and, mm -hmm. and endure a digital currency, endure the setup of a, a new world order. Well, that's going to bring some pretty tough times to people. And I don't know if a lot of believers are ready for this. I, uh, I would say a lot of believers are not ready for this. One, because people consider themselves believers and following Christ. And we know that there's this apostate church. There's yeah. this falling away. So the majority of people who, quote, identify, right, as a believer, I totally and solely believe are completely lost. And I yeah. do believe some of them, and this is for God to judge, have issues with salvation because what they believe in is a false gospel and who they worship is a false God that has been presented to them. Yeah. And so we have to also wrestle with that possibility which is more important for those who understand, who are Bereans, who love the Lord, who are sold out for the gospel of Jesus Christ, who believe the word of God is God-breathed and infallible, and that we have a plan and a purpose. We have to have the boldness, Romans you know, one sixteen, yeah. to be unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and to speak it boldly and profoundly through the power of the Holy Spirit with no fear. Uh, yeah. because the times are coming where we always say tomorrow's not guaranteed. The next second is not guaranteed, but more than ever before, prophetically, the rapture is so knocking at the door. Yeah, it is. You know, and where are we as believers, you know, and we need to wake the church up. The mission of voice of truth is, you know what, preach the gospel, go over things of, that are happening prophetically and the events that are happening to come to wake up the church that is asleep and to minister and witness to the lost. But yes. we all have that individual calling, don't we? I mean, as individuals, we've had the privilege of being believers, but we also need to be spiritually prepared. This is where that preparedness comes in and also to be preparing others, right? Yeah, and that's where our responsibility comes from. And, and I think some people look at their the call of what the mission entails in these last days, and a lot of them shy away from it because they see the consequences involved in it. Because, look, when you say, I am not ashamed of the gospel, that's somebody that's going to be willing to take it on the chin consequentially. Mm -hmm. That means they could lose their job. 
They could lose their family. They can, they're going to lose things in this life for taking a stand for Christ and his word. And I think people see that sometimes, or Christians see that, and that's what causes them to back away. But here's the, the thing. You've got to be willing to lose your life in order to gain it, as Christ said. That's right. Um, and, and yeah, even some of these, these things we have seen even now in the setup of, you know, I've had people lose their jobs because they refuse to be, uh, you know, jabbed with an experimental drug, um, and they've lost their jobs. And so they paid a price or they couldn't go to a certain college or something. So God bless them. But in these days ahead, believers have got to realize you're going to pay a price and you got to be okay with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because what you will lose in this life, you will gain in the next. That's right. And the Bible promises persecution. Sure. We have this false idea that, and I call them, and maybe wrongfully, and you can totally rebuke me for my thought process on this, but I call certain people, you know, escapists. We don't want to understand the cost of discipleship, that phenomenal book by Diedrich Bonhoeffer, the cost of bearing the name of the king, what that entails in our daily walk of picking up our cross as well as our brothers, the truth behind the cost of discipleship. And we have this false idea that we are going to leave this earth unscathed, right? Not having to put our faith uh, on the line and walk out our faith. We all can sit here and continue to lie to ourselves to think that we would definitely die for Christ And we would, quote, as you said, take it on the chin and be willing to lose it all. COVID made the ugly truth really manifest with the condition of the heart of believers, uh, with what they were willing to put up with and what they were willing to submit to from big daddy government. And that happened when that mask mandate rolled out and those things started happening and the form of submission and control from the elitists was perpetuated on every face of the people, including in their arm. We saw a huge cave happened yes. in the church, which was, I think, our, our, our another glimpse into that apostate church. We have to start realizing these things aren't to come. We're here. It's here yeah. now, right? Yeah. We don't have time. We don't have time to sit here and think, oh, well, that, you know, I have time to No, your preparation spiritually and your walk with the Lord needs to get right now. You know, there is no time to waste to be in your prayer closet, to be praying and fasting, to lay, you know, all your sins and convictions before the Holy Spirit, to repent of them uh, and to start moving. Yeah. You know, we need to move. We need to be prepared. We we are not spiritually prepared. I believe some are, obviously, and that's our job. Um, and there are those who listen to your broadcast, to Tom Hughes, to Barry Stagner, to Amir, to Jan, to Jack Hibbs, to all these people, JD, and... But it almost still falls on deaf ears. It's it it. Yes. There's there's no movement in their preparation. Listen, everybody, we have to be moving in our preparation. We have to put our feet to our faith and start acting as if we really understand. We can't just continually be sponges absorbing the information and not spitting it out. We're called to spit it out. Go ahead. Your thoughts. Well, th- therein lies the problem uh, that we're having even in the remnant church, it's one thing to know about the information, but if you're not going to do anything about it and do anything with it, then that's where you're missing the blessing because the blessing is we need to get as many people on the rescue boat of Jesus as possible. We need to be a watcher on the wall because what does God say to the watcher on the wall? If you do not warn them, I will hold their blood to your account. That's right. 
So that's where this responsibility comes in of, of we've got to get off the fence. But here's what I, I think is going to happen. First of all, these people that are sitting on the sidelines have to understand because a lot of them suffer from a, disillu- a dissolution mm. of a prophecy taught wrong. Let me explain this. Um, in the old days, I get it. Um, Mike Walvard said, the generation that lives closest to the time understands it the best. Well, when the early prophecy guys were talking, you know, and we're talking about 50 years ago or whatever, um, they made general, general statements. And uh, now we're more specific in our statements now because of the details that we know. But in that lack of specificity, what ended up coming out, and a lot of pastors taught this, is that the rapture was first event. Mm. That's not the that's not the doctrine of imminency. Mm-hmm. Uh, first event doesn't that's not imminency at all. Um, that was cr- incorrectly taught. So this is how it it came out from the pulpit. Well, guys, um, we can talk about all these bad things that are going to happen. But don't worry, we're not going to see any of these things. We're going to be raptured prior to all these things. And most people has had that thought in their head. And so when these setups started happening, or we had the shutdowns, and now we're seeing a digital currency, and now we're seeing a new world order, um, a lot of people are disillusioned. They said to me, I thought I we weren't supposed to see any of this. And I said, well, the rapture is not first event. These are pre-tribulational events. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you study the seven-year tribulation, a lot of the pieces have to be in place, and that means that the setup is pre-tribulational. So we could see a lot of that. We could see Gog of Magog. We could see all kinds of other things. And there was a little bit of disillusion I noticed in people. Well, they're first of all, they're going to have to get over that and realize what specifically did the Scriptures promise you to be removed before the seven-year. That's it. And so then— once you you grasp that, you have to embrace that reality. And the reality is you're going to lose your earthly life, not in death per se, but just like Jesus said, you're going to lose things in this life. You, look, if they go digital mm-hmm. and they go to a new world order, your economic, everybody's economic status is going to drop. That's right. Immediately. Your your purchasing power is going to drop. All that money in the stock market, you could have a crash and lose a lot of that money. And you have to be prepared to lose that because there really is no stopping this. So my thing is to people is, look, you need to start embracing this reality and then prepare mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually for this because you're going to lose things. And that's where I start seeing the resistance. Shannon, yeah, is when I start talking about losing things, that's when they're like, that's too much for me. That's right. Brandon, you're being too scary for me. Mm-hmm. And but what are you and I doing? All we're doing is telling them the reality. That's right. And but but there has to be a grasp. So here's what I think is going to come. There are going to be more challenges now to the church. As we saw the sifting of the church with the pandem- pandemic, um, I think you're going to see more sifting of the church that remains Mm. And God is doing, going to do more sifting to show you who is Laodicea, who's Philadelphia, who's a tear, who's wheat. And then there more is coming. Yeah. You know, the sifting, you know, I truly believe is because there's going to be a spiritual weariness. I think mm-hmm. that the first wave that happened with COVID, there were tried and true, you know, believers who fought the good fight, who were willing to stand up and and not allow the infringement and the tyranny to overstretch into what they considered their personal lives because the economy really wasn't that bad yet, Pastor Brandon, yeah. you know, and, right. and, and they still could potentially keep their job because they can work from home. And yeah. there were still accommodations, right, that could be made for them. So their 
lives, yes, the economy was affected and their lives changed and things have not gotten back to normal, but nobody was affected that much, right? They really didn't have to put it on the line. Few did, many did, but the majority of people, they didn't have to. Well, that was just the first wave, right? Because the elite and Satanism in general, they tell you what they're going to do before they do it. They have have to. So (laughs) we already know, right, that there's another one coming. I mean, Fauci has said it. You know, many people from the World Government uh, Forum have have spoken about what is going to happen next and what is on the horizon. So we understand they have something else planned. And that would line up with, you know, the Book of Revelation when... Um, you know, the seals are being opened and we start seeing more things happening once, you know, we're raptured and, and they have things planned. It is what it is. And there's, there's going to be a a great sifting from the demonic regard of when Satan has control, but also the wrath of God in that time. But we aren't prepared. We still think we, we live in this bubble where, well, COVID's over, mask mandates are over, you know, I my religious exemption, well, you know, we have PJI and people fighting for us. And yeah, Roe v. Wade's about to be overturned, so we have a huge victory there, and things are going to return, and there's going to be this awakening. And I, I would hope so, but my Bible says things are going to get worse. <laughs> You know, right. and, and exactly. that's what we, we can have hope. That's great. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but our hope should be in Jesus and the truth of scripture, not making scripture fit what we want it to fit so that we feel better about ourselves and our future. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I totally agree because what's about to happen in this separation and in these more, these other crises that they're going to spring on people to get more control um, will require believers to move from where they're at and to ramp up their game spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And what I mean by that is, I said this at the last conference I was at, I have to personally ramp up my game because the demonic spiritual warfare that will happen is going to be the most intense people have ever witnessed in their life. And like I told the people at this last conference I was at, we're not ready. So that means we need to step up our game spiritually. And I said, what you have right now spiritually is not enough in your character to cope with what's coming. And so, and I put myself in that category. I've got to prepare more spiritually for what's about to come. Because here's what I'm seeing, Shannon. There's high, high levels of demonic activity. Oh, totally. Off the chart that I've never seen before. And people are not equipped spiritually to handle this. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I'm telling people, you've got to ramp up your game. It's one thing to say, well, we need to trust the Lord. Okay, I get that. That's in principle. But what specifically is the believer to trust the Lord for? Well, first of all, you're going to find out. You're going to have to trust the Lord in provision. That's right. And what that means for you, because you're not going to have the same provision. When they got Shanghai all loaded up with ships that can't leave dock because they're locked down. That's right. And we have a supply chain problem. Get You're not going to have your stuff. And you're not going to be able to go to the store and get things off the shelf that you expect to be there. So there's where trusting in God's provision becomes a major deal versus his, what what have we experienced in America? In America, it's really easy to to trust in your own provision. That's right. Because you can go to the store. We're in a country of affluence, you know, that's right. and yeah, that's going to change. Yep. It's going to change to where we're a second rate nation. You can't get things off the shelf. And now 
you really will have to know what it means to trust in God's provision. That's right. And so that's an example of what I'm talking about. But there's other facets of this. I'm going to have to trust God in his protection. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, I have to understand theologically, how does God protect me in these kinds of environments? And here's the key phrase in this. Protection is not a guarantee, but you increase your chances of protection by obedience. The more obedient you are, the more protected you become. Now, let me explain this as an example, and people can look at this. In the scriptures, it talks about in in the the tribulation that the remnant of israel will actually split off from each other and it happens at the abomination of desolation we have a remnant that that actually takes christ's words and he says when you see the abomination of desolation flee into the wilderness and they go to petra so, but there's mm-hmm. another group of remnant believers that stay in jerusalem and don't obey that passage well if you look at the outset of what happens that group that stays in jerusalem that wasn't obedient to the lord's word they get ransacked by the Antichrist for three and a half years. And Zechariah 14 mentions what happens. Mm-hmm. Women are raped. They, they go from house to house fighting. And basically for the, the next three and a half years, their lives are a, a nightmare. But the group that obeyed the Lord's word that went to Petra, they're promised provision and mm-hmm. protection, and he can't touch them over there. Mm-hmm. And I use that as an illustration. In the days ahead, our requirement for obedience will be I mean, at an all-time high. Mm. You can't have stuff in your life that, well, I'm going to let this go. You can't because it will cause you to be hurt by this world. That's right. So I give that illustration. And that's where people, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get people to realize how they have to ramp up their game. And then the other thing, if someone has besetting sins that have become uh, an issue in their life, uh, that's created a foothold in which Satan or the demonic can grab and, and influence, that has to be expulsed, uh, expunged from their, their, their soul. There's a lot of people carrying bitterness. There's a lot of people carrying unforgiveness. There's a lot of people carrying addictions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to get rid of those things. That's right. Um, because if you have any weakness, they will take advantage of. That's right. So there's the part of preparing that I'm trying to help my people get get ahead of. So there are some pastors and groups out there that are really diving into the physical preparedness as far as looking at the supply chain issue and what's coming with a digital uh, currency. And you mentioned it earlier when uh, at the World Government Summit and the World Economic Forum, all of those elitists, they're sitting there talking and uh, the, the young lady whose father was under, I think she said Nixon, who was it? That was, uh, Pippa. Pippa. Uh, you know, she was talking about that. We need to go to a blockchain currency because yes. we will know almost, it'll be an almost perfect account where her words, an almost perfect account of every single transaction that happens in the world's economy. And this is what wow. she said. And she yeah. said that that could be used for extremely sinister reasons, diabolical reasons so that there, like you mentioned earlier, there needed to be this overseeing, uh, you know, uh, standard guideline, you know, an ethical guideline for what that looks like. Well, if they're creating the ethics and they're creating yeah. the guideline, that's extremely concerning. Now there's pastors who take all of this. We're looking at what's happening from the blockchain uh, issue. We're looking at the f- food supply and the shortage issues. We're looking at, um, you know, the gas increases and in inflation. We're looking at our dollar completely tanking. We're looking at Biden citing, you know, that we're going to have some kind of blockchain currency or cryptocurrency in America. We see Japan completely going upside down. 
with their treasury notes to America and vice versa. They can't even get themselves out of debt if they wanted to. They're going to they're gonna be the first on the great global reset, they've stated. We yeah. see Klaus Schwab and his entire EU group uh, and the preparation for the 10 countries that, you know, and I don't know if it's the D10, but the 10, uh, you know, that will rule over these provinces in the end. We see all of this happening, and you have some pastors saying, look, what, you, there is things you need to do for the short term for physical food preparation and water preparation. What do you say to your congregation when they're concerned in that regard? Well, on the physical aspect, yeah, there, there, I, 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 I call it the four categories, uh, you know, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. So there is an aspect physically that you, you have to prepare for, you know, um, but at, at, and the physical can only go so far. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the right. problem when you're in a spiritual battle. That's right. And you know, even Paul told Timothy, you know, uh, the physical, the phys- physicalness um, profits just a little. He said, and it does profit a little because look, if they go into this this full mode of digital currency, uh, you know, you're and and the supply chain problems. How much food can you store? You know, um, you're going to get to the point where are you really trusting the Lord? Are you trusting your supply your supplies? Because okay. You, you get enough supplies to last you a year, but it's it's going to last more than a year. It's going to be uh, forever. <laughs> well, until Christ it's going to be back. forever. Well, yeah. not yeah, until the Lord breaks the whole thing up, and yeah. it's like you you can't physically go crazy on that because this is the problem that even God told David is, look, man, don't trust in your chariots, don't trust in, in the horses, trust in me, and so you have to have some physical. Uh, thing, you know, but what what is it going to do? Last you 90 days? What, you know, but that's just good to have on hand. Okay. The real issue is to prepare spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going to hit people. Because when they were at, when they run out of food supplies and they run out of, of, of uh, the ability to even do black market trading, mm. you're going to have to eventually turn to God. That's right. And what you're going to have to do is see what the, if you look at the the biblical characters, they got pinned in and that's where we're going. We're going into an environment where there's no escape. There's no moving to a different country. There's no moving to a different state. You're not going to be able to buy an island to get away with it. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're going to be trapped by Mm -hmm. a digital currency and a new world order. So what do you do when you're trapped? Well, if you look at what happened to People in the Bible, whether it was Daniel in the lion's den or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being thrown into the fiery furnace or Moses and Israel at the Red Sea, you're then eventually going to have to trust in God's deliverance of you. That's right. And that's where it needs to go. So my thing to people is you better study how God delivers people. That's right. Sometimes you go through the fire and he'll deliver you through the fire. Or in Daniel's case, Daniel didn't even have to go through the fire. And so at some point, this is where a, a major study and people we need to get up on, how does God deliver? And, and if he does, what are the, the requirements for this? And um, why doesn't he deliver everybody? Mm. They have to be able to answer that question because that's the key to understanding where we're going. Yep. You will eventually have nothing but the Lord. That's where... We have to realize. Now, if you're in a third world country and that's what you're doing now, you're already ready. Yeah. But if you're not functioning like that spiritually, um, you better get ready to. Well, you know, when I was on missions and I went to the Philippines and I went to Dumaguete and, you know, Manila, you see a completely different type of spiritual and physical contentment and yes. happiness than you you do not see in America, period. Yes. Are impoverished in America are still a thousand times better than the impoverished in some of these other countries. We don't totally. understand. We're, we're so 
uh, removed from what really is happening in the world as Americans because we're so blessed, right? Totally. But, that, but that blessing is being removed. Uh, you know, from what my Bible says and from what I have studied is America is not in biblical prophecy. Can't find no. it. And so no. what does that mean? We're either at civil war with ourselves, we're so completely discombobulated uh, and and uh, disassembled that we could not come to anybody's aid, no, nor be uh, involved in any new world order. Uh, we have been submitted and, you know, or we're just not here. We're nuked and we're gone and America's nothing to be talked about. I mean, those are all possibilities. But at the end of the day, yeah, you can only prepare yourself for so much. You can prepare yourself with food and water, but you can't prepare yourself to protect that food and water. You can right. prepare yourself for protection, but you don't have enough food and water. You could, you know, there's always going to be a variable yeah. to where when push comes to shove, you are hundred percent right. You have to be able to rely on your relationship with the Lord. And if you are not spiritually getting stronger and you are not eating meat instead of drinking milk, you are going to have a rude awakening. And it's yeah. going to be too late at that point for a lot in your life. And you're going to be reconciling with your maker on really figuring out what it looks like from you for you here on out. And a lot of people are going to lose the faith and they're going to say, you know what? I was wise. I stewarded. I, I prepared in this regard and I did this and I did that. And I, and, but at the end of the day, he's going to say it was all for naught. You still didn't trust me. We had no relationship. You had religion, yes. but no relationship. Right. The spiritual preparedness, ladies and gentlemen, is the number one key factor in surviving and being able to be used. Used is, is a whole nother issue here for the kingdom of heaven. There's a difference between going through this life beatered, battered, you know, battered, beaten, and broken, right? And you're limping yeah. along as a believer, not really empowered at all, or fully operating under that power of the Holy Spirit and being supernaturally and divinely provided for and effective, yes. and, and effective in your prayer, effective in your ministering, effective in your with your relationship with your family. I mean, you're in tune with the Lord. That is the strength we need. Amen. And what people have to realize too that um, they're they're forming well, they're putting us in a parallel society. We we are the bad people. Like like I said, they call us the dark ones. Um, we're the people that are not woke, so to speak. We're the people that are holding back uh, the earth from transforming into her fifth dimension or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Whatever we're going to be the target. So mm -hmm. we have in America never been the targets. That's right. That's not a, a thing that we're comfortable with. And that's the new reality that's coming. I mean, think about this. If people need to pay attention to even like what's going on with Elon Musk right now. As an example, he's not even a believer, okay? He's a, the guy's an atheist. Yep. But just because he holds to a biblical principle of freedom of speech, look at the onslaught of what people are saying about him. They're accusing him of hurting women. He's white privilege for buying Twitter. And, and, and guys, what they need to see is that fight eventually is coming to you. That's right. It's not going to stay with Elon Musk. They'll, they'll do everything to destroy him, and then eventually they'll turn on, on or us. Or Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, or Joe Rogan or anybody. And so when you look at these examples, people are wrong to think, well, that can never happen to me. No, no. That's where it begins, and then they move to you. Yep. And, and so here's and you're you're totally right that if you're not spiritually ready to endure persecution, I can already tell you what you, could, you what people have done in history in church history. They compromised. That's right. 
they gave in just to get along. And you might save your neck by compromising, but in the next life at the Bema seat, you're going to be assigned a role with the hypocrites at that point in time for that compromise. There's big prices to pay for compromise. You're still going to heaven, you're still forgiven, but it will affect your rewards when you compromise. You know, I was thinking, I'm in First Chronicles, which by the way, anybody who has read First Chronicles, it's it's rough in the beginning, going through all of the bloodlines and the names. That's rough. I mean, it's rough to really just, I'm, yeah, I need to obviously figure out my uh, Hebrew and Aramaic so I could do better. So my husband, by the way, who's a pastor, wouldn't laugh at me as I'm trying to say stuff. But uh, it's pretty rough. But when you get to Saul, you know, uh, yeah. and you look at that line and you go back to first Samuel and you're, and you're looking at what is going on with Saul and first Samuel, there was compromise there. Oh, big time. What happened with Saul? You know, he was blessed and anointed by Samuel. He was King over Israel and man like that, it was gone because right. it, what is it? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Yes. There was compromise. Kings can fall at the whim of their own regard when not following what the Lord wants you to do and not being able to be a sheep to hear his voice. See, here's another issue I think, Pastor, as we're wrapping up, is that so many people get confused on the voice of the Lord because they're not in tune with him. They don't understand Ah, how to tune into him and hear his voice. They hear everybody else's voice. They hear this guy's voice. You know, they're so busy. They can't be still and know that he is God. And therefore they crumble when they are confronted with the face uh, of the enemy. You hit a, you nailed it. And um, I taught this a while back, a couple sermons ago in one of my Daniel sermons. What they don't realize, it, it, believers read their Bible, okay? And they get the content of the Bible, but because they will not allow the Holy Spirit to teach them and illuminate them, because we believe that in the illumination of the Holy Spirit, they don't learn the spiritual truths from that particular text. They may know the story, but they don't know the spiritual truth because they're not listening to the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the key. Mm. If you don't listen to the Holy Spirit teaching you spiritual truths, then you will not have discernment That's right. in the environment that you're in. And that's why I think the problem is you go to a Christian. Can you tell me the story of Noah? And they can. But can you tell me the spiritual truths in that? Mm-hmm. And they can't mm-hmm. because they're not listening to the Holy Spirit. So what you just said is, is what Paul told the Corinth church. The reason they don't understand this is because he said they're not spiritually discerned. That's right. And so my admonition to people now is you're totally right. You need to read your Bible, but you need to pay attention to what the Holy Spirit's revealing and illuminating in that text, because that will give you the ability to understand how to apply that to the world. And, you know, we talk about it a lot of times in the prophecy world of that we, we now see the death of discernment. Yeah. And it's true, but it comes back to the death of discernment is linked to Christians not listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's right. So, for instance, you know, um, uh, let's say we're studying studying uh, Noah's flood, okay, as an example, okay? Well, you can know the story, but what are the spiritual truths? Well, sometimes when you see the spiritual truths, uh, there'll be in a typology. Mm-hmm. And that typology is when you look at Noah's uh, ark, it's a, it's a picture of Messiah. Um, it's a picture of... Um, you know, um, the doors closed. One day there's going to be a time where that door is going to be shut and that door will be the rapture. And, 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 but then, then to look at, okay, like we talked about what was going on prior to that? Well, again, this comes to Genesis six and what does the Holy spirit teach? 
he teaches through that text that something awful, awful happened mm -hmm. that caused the flood. And it was more than just man sinning. Something exacerbated that sin. And it, again, it traces itself back to Genesis 6. So what happens is if people will take that text and let the Holy Spirit teach them what that was, what was happening, which was a genetic hybrids and all kinds of stuff, and then bridge that to current events, as Jesus said, in times of Noah, uh, days of Noah, I'm sorry, then they would fully understand when they see genetic modifications to children, they would see that CRISPR is a sign mm -hmm. that they would see that them wanting to hack our brains like uh, Harari and even Elon Musk has said, hey man, you're back to Genesis 6, but you can only get there if you listen to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's right. So anyway, that's my example of it. But um, this is where Christians, how they need to up their game. Yep, that's this right. is where they need to be going. If you guys, uh, and people who haven't listened, I did a broadcast called, I'm pretty sure, well, I had broccoli in the name because I had found out some weird genetic things about broccoli, but I used that as a, an example in this broadcast in this in the you know the little mini sermonette that I gave and it was called broccoli the great deception and everyone's like what you know you should have seen yeah. the comments and it was because of the genetic modification and broccoli doesn't you know appear in you know the wild i mean anyway long story short i did an exposé of crispr technology and genetic modification and the push to make you believe that genetically modificated uh, items are actually natural items and the deception is so real that you can't tell the difference between fiction and reality because mm -hmm. Science has bridged with humanity almost seamlessly and yes. what that looks like in the end in the days of Noah and with transhumanism and we see Neuralink yep. and we see all these different things all that stuff. and so we went through that so those of you who are listening if you have not gone back you can go into Spotify uh, or Apple iTunes I think it's in there but it is for sure on Facebook Twitter uh, and I think that one got me removed from uh, YouTube actually so I'm not on YouTube because <laughs> I've got my seventh channel shut down but it is on Facebook and the other platforms, and you can listen to it and, and go and we dissect all of that, right? Because that's yeah. the time we're in. You got to wake up. And, you know, poor Broccoli got the brunt of the bruising on that uh, yeah. uh, that broadcast, but that was because I knew it was going to give you shock value to turn in and understand what Broccoli was doing to deceive you. It is right. so much deeper and more demonic than that. And this is the time where, and I agree with you fully, Pastor Brandon, you know what? Our time is already up. I appreciate you so much for being on the program gotcha. always i would love to have you on again there's so much to talk about we all are going in a hundred different directions but may the lord be our guide and really honing in exactly what the people need to hear for such a time as this we need to prepare them and be the harbingers that God calls us to be unapologetically amen um, and if you guys have questions or concerns hey you can email me shannon at voice of truth radio.org I'll write you back. Uh, even if it's hate mail, I love you. I'll write you back anyway. If you want to snail mail me, you can snail mail at 401285, uh, P.O. Box 401285, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89140. I will also write you back. Make sure you go to voiceoftruthradio.org. That is where you could find all of the broadcasts and the live streams as well as Join the Movement, which is the free newsletter club where we will keep you abreast of what is going on in the world. And you can also donate there as well. And check out Pastor Brandon Holthouse's church. If you go to rockharborchurch.net, that is his ministry page. There's some information there, a way you can uh, text the ministry online. You can go to their Facebook and their Twitter. Until next time, everybody, thank you for listening to Voice of Truth. I'll see you tomorrow.